Bond. James Bond. A martini, shaken but stirred. Mr. Smith and Weston, you've had your six. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Do you mind if my friend sits this one out? She's just dead. What are you prepared to do? He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago. You cannot die, McLeod. Except if your head comes away from your neck, it's over. I came here to save you. Oh, yeah? And who's going to come to save you? Junior! Look what you did! I can't believe what you did! I'm as human as the next man. Like Indiana. We're named the dog Indiana. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Welcome back to a very special episode of Reconcinimation. I am John Diner. I'm David Munchak. And I'm Brett Hutchins. And we are uh, coming together quickly on, on a, uh, we just, we gathered up the troops here for a, a special look back and a, just a discussion about uh, Sean Connery, the screen legend and icon who we, we just lost a few days ago. Uh, so we wanted to get everybody together and just talk about you know, his impact on, on our lives and cinema and, and as we were growing up, how, how, what a major character he was. So uh, we're looking back at his career. Just a short episode today. Uh, we do have, coincidentally, uh, David and I recorded an, an episode uh, coming up soon, uh, looking back at Dr. No, but we recorded that a few, uh, few weeks ago. So uh, that's coming soon, but we're just going to talk about Sir Sean Connery today. Uh, guys, what do you think? David, we'll start with you. Where was, uh, where was, where did Sean Connery, when did he kind of come on your radar as a kid? I, I grew up knowing Sean Connery existed. Um, my father always used to watch the Bond films uh, when they were on TV. We never owned any of the Bond films, but um, so he, you know, so it was either Connery or Roger Moore like every weekend it seemed like and I never was really into them they looked cheesy and old like to me in the 80s you know like <laughs> um I always knew but I always knew him um and the funny thing and I, I going back through his uh filmography I realized the first time I sat down and watched a, a full movie with him in it um was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade so that was my Really? Like wow. having a having a knowledge of him and all that and like and seeing him. But then like he was like starring in the, you know, he's co-starring in this movie with like my my like iconic hero of the time. Like Temple of Doom was my movie for yeah. the, in the 80s. Like, like that was mine. Like I loved Indy in that movie. I preferred it over Raiders for so long. Well, that and, was the one that that was like when we kind of really are started to tune into things and tune into movies temple of doom was the one that was was most recent so that was yeah. our generation so 
Yeah, it was a little more accessible, I think. So it, or, you know, it was more pro, uh, on, on the air. So yeah, that, that's funny that I like realized, like and I've seen more of his movies and I realized there are so many of his movies I haven't seen that it's like, oh, I'll get around to it and I'll get around to it. And um, so yeah, like, it, but the first time to really enjoy a full performance of him was uh, Last Crusade back in yeah. 89, so. What about you, Brent? Oh, wow. You know, his movies have been just uh, peppered throughout all my memories as a child. So uh, one of the first earliest memories that I have of, of ever even seeing a movie was just playing at my parents' feet and then watching uh, Diamonds Are Forever, you know? And so that mud scene um, in, in that movie uh, is, is something that, it's like one of the first memories that I, ever have of 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 seeing a movie in my life i mean i must have been three years old you know i mean it's foggy but it's there and it's it's stuck with me forever and and you know growing up in the 80s time bandits was one of those movies that was a huge favorite of mine growing up and um you know like i must have watched that you know 10 20 times as a kid just as a as a young one when it was on tv and so you know, and then as, as getting older, like you mentioned, Last Crusade, obviously part in that just brought so much energy back into that, into that franchise. It was just such a great, um, he was such a great addition to that storyline. And, and, you know, I mean, there's so many movies that he was in that, that I love from, from growing up, Untouchables, Hunt for Red October, uh, The yeah. Rock. I mean, the list yeah. goes on and on. And it, I just don't remember a time ever in my life where I, he wasn't in a movie that I didn't just adore. I mean, not until he retired, you know, many years later. Right. I mean, it's been a while now, but, but um, you know, I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen him in anything, in anything but for, for the majority of my life, I just remember him always being kind of a, a staple in the background, performing in, in movies that I, that I enjoy. Yeah, he's he's been out of the spotlight for so long that I think the current generation really, you know, unless they're big film fans, I, I don't think they're really familiar with him, you know, all that well. But for us, he was in so many big movies for for our whole youth and all the way through all the way through college, you know, and into our adult lives is, is kind of when he stepped out of the spotlight. But uh yeah, for me, I remember, of course, like J James Bond was such an iconic uh, character and his portrayal was the, uh, you know, of course, the original. But um, Dr. Yeah, his no. Portrayal, his portrayal of James Bond is the James Bond that all other James Bonds right. are still trying to achieve. Right? It's the measuring like, stick. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's insane. I mean, my, my personal preference is, is Daniel Craig because he kind of matches the book, which the, the, the character in the books that I'm a huge fan of. But, but Connery is the, you know, is the, the screen icon for sure. Um, Dr. No and Goldfinger were probably the first. I, I remember being very young and, and those movies just being on, you know, TBS, the Superstation, running the James Bond movies over and over and over like all those those weekends it would just run every movie that had come out to that point so yeah. i remember those two being the first that i'd seen um and just after that i remember seeing uh previews and trailers for highlander so don't <laughs> don't you dare forget highlander <laughs> <laughs> no 
couldn't do that. I can't wait to cover that one day. But um, <laughs> the uh, the Untouchables was, I think, his one of his comeback movies. In that, you know, he he went from this huge star status doing the the Bond films, and then wanting to step out of that. And just, you know, so he wasn't labeled with that for his entire career, which he would be anyway, but he, right. he was able to get past that and just have that part of his career and a whole separate career. But the seventies were a really rocky period for him where he's, you know, he, he'd done some, some great films, Molly Maguire's and the Anderson tapes and, and a bridge too far, but he also did Zardoz and Outland and you know <laughs> some movies that don't really hold up. And his career went in these really weird directions. And uh, and the mid '80s was sort of his comeback, and, and the Untouchables was a huge part of that. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, supporting actor. Um, and, and that was, I remember getting like either mad or cracked magazine and them having a whole like thing on the untouchables. And, uh, and that was such a great, a great movie that another one I want to look back at. And then he had what was like the Presidio and, and, uh, the Russia house. And, and then, then he did Indiana Jones and just, you know, that was such a huge franchise and his participation in it brought it to this, this extra level you know another it took another level of respect and just such a great performance i mean even his like body language in last crusade i mean he seems like an older guy he's he's got that his stature changed it was it really is such a great performance that character i mean he's you know he's he's doing his other movies he's still doing love scenes with younger actresses but there he would like within the same year like he's able to actually like sell it as an older you know an older guy um yeah he was in yeah. his 50s when he did last crusade like yeah was, like and he's only what wasn't he only he's only 15 17 years older than harrison ford or something like that yeah something like that um wow. yeah so like but like that's the thing and like it's like for me like last crusade like i didn't realize like the like how charming and just funny he was like, I mean, the material is really good, but like him bouncing off Harrison Ford, like the comedic like chemistry between them was, was just so lovely uh, because it he wasn't so serious. Like, and you couldn't, you can't really, you can't really tell why Indy has such angst for his dad, which, you know, goes back from his teenage years. So it's right. like, but like you get, you could cert you understand it. Like they, they're two different people who don't quite get each other. And I don't know. It's just uh it's like that so it's so funny like that's my first real like taste of him but then like you know highlander i watched highlander and highlander 2 in the same night with my buddy oh did man. not know and i think i've mentioned this on another episode <laughs> of the podcast um or something but highlander 2 i had no idea what that movie was so it was quite a, like i just didn't know i didn't know what the sequel was about didn't care i was like there's another one and he's in it great they're back neither did anybody else David. <laughs> and it's such a wild like uh I'm like, and like, I thought about it later. I'm like, why did Connor even do this movie? It's so weird. It's like adding a sci-fi alien element to the whole thing. It was just a. a I'm gonna have to strange. go back and rewatch those. It's been a uh, long time. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I think he did Highlander one. I mean, again, the early '80s is he's sort of doing a lot of different different films, and and I think there was an expectation that that was going to be a big movie, and I think it was when it first came out. But yeah, two is such a disaster i mean a legendary disaster that i don't 
I don't know why he came back for that. Maybe he was, we'll have to research that, but maybe it was a contractual thing, but that movie is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like how they justify him returning and where they take those characters is like wacko. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. And like, I was a Highlander, the series fan at the time, like watching the two movies. So, uh, like I got, I got a good sense of the lore and everything. And then it was like, Oh yeah, Sean Connery and the original, we got to watch Highlander. Come on. Like the original movie. And this was awesome. And then yeah. we'll watch the sequel. It'd be great. It's like, it's nothing. Like, it is what not just great. happened? <laughs> but like that's like it's stuff like that where I I want to see Zardos and I want to see League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was kind of like, not, I don't think it's a total pan, but like it wasn't totally pan, but you know it doesn't have the quite the reaction you know by audiences, right? So, but the, but like he takes these chances on these yeah. in the, the later part of his career. I I, I think that's. I think it's fun. Like I saw Dragonheart in the theater, and I don't know if it was because of Connery as the voice of the dragon, but why not? <laughs> I one hundred percent. I one hundred percent went to go see that in the theater because Connery was the voice. Yeah, sure. I think it was, yeah, <laughs> it's it funny. It, was it also ended. It also ended up being pretty weird because it was Connery as a dragon, but it was. It <laughs> yeah. was I'm glad you know. I'm glad I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another yeah. film where you know you're talking about the chemistry between. Connery and Harrison Ford, they, they almost crossed paths again with uh, the Jack Ryan trilogy uh, when right. Connery did Hunt for Red October and then uh, you know Harrison Ford stepped in for the other two films and then we don't talk about anything after uh, Clear and Present Danger. That's where the series ended for me. So, <laughs> um, but hey, yeah, there's Hunt a new series on, on Prime. It's pretty good. Yeah, I heard that's good. Um, I just It's just a different Jack Ryan that's my Jack Ryan is Harrison Ford. I'll take Alec Baldwin. <laughs> our buddy, our buddy Will Harper is in the uh, second season of that. Is he in that? Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right, fine. I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Will's I'm great. A, so. I'm an Affleck man, so. Ooh. Yeah. No. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> see the Affleck one. Um, uh, but Connery is is great as uh, you know in, in his role in the Hunt for Red October, and he's really, I mean, he's the one on the cover of the box. You know, yeah, yeah. they so, sold the movie with him. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Alec Baldwin's the main character, but but uh, you know Sean Connery is who sells the movie. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you know, I mean, I, I go ahead, Brent. Oh, I was just gonna say, I mean, you know, just like going back even further, like you know, when he did Never Say Never Again, like that. That's one of my favorite Bond movies. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a kind of an interesting aside to the rest of those movies because it's not produced by the same uh studio but it, they brought connery back and he's older and he's kind of grittier and angrier and i yeah it's great like i still think uh it holds up i'm i'm a big fan of that one so i yeah. remember watching that one on my grandparents bed when i would go over. my grandparents were great they always had movies on cassette and i would just like go over during the day uh and and watch things and that was one of the movies that they had. And I remember watching it over and over again. I just, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. He's always just kind of, uh, been there. Like always just a movie pops up. Yeah. That's, that's iconic to me from, from, uh, from his kind of, uh, list of credits, you know? Yeah. He was always, he was just very present. It, it felt like he always had a movie coming out. I mean, every year after year, and that was interesting too, his whole return. I mean, we could talk for hours about, about Connery in general and his relationship with the Bond franchise and 
why he came back to do that movie after kind of spurning Bond yeah. for, for 10 years. So um, that's an episode on itself. But a lot of people love Never Say Never Again. It's some of people's favorite Bond movies. Um, yeah. And it is good. It's, you know, it's, a, it's another take on Thunderball. So it, right. it's the right. same plot, but, uh, you know, different people making it. So. Uh, but he was, yeah, he even had a cameo. Remember he had the cameo in uh, Robin Hood? Yeah. I remember yeah. being in the theater and like seeing him come out at the end and it's, you know, you get your Untouchables reunion there. Uh, yep. And it was just like, oh my God, Connery? Oh, genius. <laughs> well, that's what, yeah. that's what I love when Men in Tights did did their parody of of, Robin, of uh, Prince of Thieves. And then it was Sir Patrick Stewart yeah, at the end playing the king. Like, <laughs> like well, this is a, that was a joy. Cause like, I don't think I knew him as comedic uh, at any point. Uh, so that was a, that was, it's a parody to parody uh, Sir Sean. I think that's uh, kind of a, a nice next level thing. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Yeah. And he did parody uh, so, of a cameo. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Connery did Highlander 2 after The Hunt for Red October. Yeah. It's just like crazy to me that that he made that move. But yeah, he 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 took some chances and uh made some interesting choices. Uh yeah. You know, Robin Hood, Medicine Man in 92. Maybe he maybe, maybe he thought it was going to be a free trip back to Scotland or something and so Maybe. He, he was like, yeah, and then he never read the script. Yeah. Well, and you know, maybe it was a money thing too. A lot of a lot of uh, performers, as we know over the years, <clears throat> Sam Jackson uh, will, you know, take just do whatever movie comes their way, <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, for the check. But um, what else? So mid '90s, he's doing Medicine Man in '92, Rising Sun in '93, which was a movie my my dad and I really. He read that book and told me about it, and then we like loved that movie. It's, and it's not like an amazing movie, but it was one of those just like a good, pretty solid movie. I never yeah. seen it. I, I actually, I think I, I, I think I was going to go see that or something. There's something I have some weird connection to this movie that I was like, I was definitely going to go see it, and then it didn't happen or something. And I was like, I, I, I gotta go see. It. It's Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery, right? <laughs> like, I think it's what it is. Wesley Snipes, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, and and then maybe I just never. I feel like I never ended up getting to see it. There's always like a Sean Connery movie that's like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to see that. Oh yeah, I wanted to yeah. see that. And then, because like the last, I mean, my last, the last great one for me was The Rock. You know, like that was that that I loved that movie. That was yeah. And it's it's a little it's it doesn't age so great, but it still holds up more or less. And it's just a lot. It's a lot of fun. And and that's to say, like I, I mean, I, I get drawn to like the fun parts. You know, like I, I always like the big action movies or the silly you know, crazy shit. Like, so like, it's, it's fun where these like legitimate actors who've been doing so much work and had a career long before I ever saw them in those things, you know, show up and, and then like, they become like part of my like, um, more favored movies. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh yeah. Also he has this giant career, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, like, you know, so, the uh, yeah, there's plenty of time for me to see a lot of these Sean Connery movies. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think that I think I have a, maybe an agenda item for the next couple of months. Yeah. And there's there's so many. I mean, the 90s. What, what else has he got? Just Cause and mm-hmm. First Night. Those might have even been the same year. Yeah, they were pretty yeah. close. I was yeah. a big Just Cause fan. I, I really I enjoyed that movie. And I, I've seen First yeah, Night a great. few times. But um, 
those were huge movies and Dragonheart 96, right? Was that 96? Dragonheart and the Rock the same year. So within 95, right. 96, he puts out four movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, uh, you know, a, a big part into the deep, deep part of his career. He was, you know, working constantly. And, uh, you know, these aren't small independent movies. These are big, big movies coming out. And uh, The Rock is just, The Rock is probably his last sort of, I don't know if you'd say it's iconic, but it's, a, it's a, his last like huge movie. Yeah. Well, I think the Avengers was meant to be kind of, this is not Marvel's Avengers, but this is, I think the Avengers was kind of another one of those movies uh, in that, that he had done that was meant to be kind of a, a platform to, to start a franchise, but it just didn't get received as well as, as people were hoping and kind of got panned a little bit. The box office wasn't there. And so it, it fizzled away. Um, but yeah, I, for, I agree with you guys. For me, The Rock is kind of the last thing that he did, which, which was, I guess, for, um, and, and well-received. I mean, at the time, The Rock was great, right? Like, it was oh, yeah. one of those movies that, um, it, was before, it was before, like, the oversaturation of the Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer look of films. So it was still right. kind of fresh and new and exciting. And, and it was, it was, you know, just action packed and a lot of fun, right? Like the cast, yeah. the full cast in that is before Nick Cage got too cheesy. Yep. And, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. like Ed, Ed Harris is in that, right? Like he's yeah. legit. The Rock is a fun movie. I mean, it, uh, to me, The Rock holds up. Uh, I've always enjoyed that movie. Plus it's got Michael Bean in it. Uh, <laughs> Right. But uh, yeah. you know, and, and Connery's playing essentially an older James Bond. It's like as as if James Bond got caught and has been locked up, mm-hmm. and now this is him in that that uh, sort of like an almost like an alternate reality. But he's cool in it, and they they find ways to shoot around. You know, he's older at this point, but they find ways to work him creatively into the action scenes. And 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 Nick Cage is really funny in that movie, and. Uh, of course, it's over the top, but uh, it works. I mean, the movie works. And Ed Harris, is that's a great cast all kind of coming together. So it's working on all, all oh, yeah. ends. And Michael Bay, you know, it's, I mean, it's really everything after The Rock where he's really over the top and ridiculous and the dialogue gets worse. And here it's, it's, still, uh, uh, it's still working. And, and then, yeah, he... Well, go ahead, David. It was like it's supercharged action without being so crazy, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, and then, yeah, Connery got to be a part of that. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's like I don't know. I think that's uh, so much fun to, because like they saw like that. It's a, just another thing. Like Connery is the one they sell these movies on. Like you know, he's he's so predominant in the trailer. He's got the iconic line like "Welcome to the Rock." Like there's yeah. they sell all these movies on his participation mm-hmm. um i think i mean league of extraordinary gentlemen i guess was an ensemble cast but i'm pretty sure like there was, it was a big push that like he was part of the, the marketing of it and the, uh, yeah i mean look at the posters look at the posters for every one of his movies or most of them at least and he is front and center you know yep. he is He's, it's yeah. either his face you know right in the in the center or, or you know sharing the the uh, poster with whoever the co-star is, or he's like front and center. I mean, he's, he's right there. And, and league was, you know, he is the centerpiece of that campaign. Yeah. yeah. But the Avengers, you know, it's interesting you bring that up, Brent. The Avengers was a, uh, 
intended to be a huge movie. I mean, it's a it's a re relaunch of the what '60s British series, and That's right. yep. and it's the first time you're seeing Sean Connery as a villain, at least in uh, you know a really long time. So uh, the first time since he'd become that megastar again uh, that um, you know that he's playing a villain role. So that that intrigued me. Uh, the movie didn't, it didn't hold up and it didn't work uh, as they wanted it to. So it wasn't the hit they hoped for. But, uh, but then you get Entrapment and then you sure. got him in a very young Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. And um, what was the movie? Is it, was it Finding Forrester with the <laughs> You're the Man Now Dog? Is that the, the iconic line that he did? You're the man yeah. now, dog. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> which yeah. Became, yeah. Yes. Which became an internet meme sensation with you're the man now.com where it was back in the late like late 2000s i think where you you, you type the the uh, the acronym for it.com uh you're the man now doc and it, it was just a, an audio clip on repeat of that with like a, a, a with a single image and some text <laughs> and then you could personalize it and make it weird and it became like a meme generating thing before memes were like a, a thing um so like he got he got to be a big part of internet er, early internet culture too. Yeah, like with just the because I mean, uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> he, was, he was one of the first original memes. I think so. Like if you if you take that in that context, yeah, yeah. that was a big site uh, for a while, and it was so silly and weird. Like part of it, part of meme, but also yeah. like just weird internet, which like there's such a weird internet culture is so interesting if and it's not really mainstream. So I don't know. It's yeah. such a terrible line, and it's it was part of the trailer of that movie. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, ugh, who thought that was a good idea? But I don't know. He says, but he's so yeah, good. It's he's kind like, of an it's kind of an interesting, it's kind of an interesting movie just in general. But yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> I've never seen it. I, that that's one that slipped by. Maybe I've, oh, really? I tried to see most of Connery's uh, stuff, but that one uh, I, I missed that one. Yeah, you should check it out. It's got a, it's got a Anna Paquin in it. It's one of her first. Uh, well, I guess not really one of her first roles. She's been doing it for a long time, but yeah, she's uh, she's kind of the co-star. Yeah, um, I like Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin, we're there. <laughs> right, sign me up. Uh, so yeah, that's two thousand, and then and then it's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in two thousand three, and that's his last uh, last really acting performance. I think he did some voiceover uh, work after that, but you know, that movie had such high expectations and I think it was a very troubled production. And at that point he's getting older. And I think it was just, why do I want to put up with this? Why do I want to go through all the the hassle and the put all this effort in? And it's just going to be a frustrating experience. I've done a million great movies and I have this, you know, iconic, career behind me what else is what else am i going to be doing here so i'm going to go yeah. home and hang out for a while so well, and i might have said this on another yeah. episode of the podcast where like you know he took league of extraordinary gentlemen because he passed on the matrix uh so it was like sort of this you know he just could never really break through on like a a new franchise a new big thing and so i think right. it was, this was the, la- the last attempt like big studio movie big ensemble cast huge budget um in, like interesting source material and then uh yeah it just kind of fizzled for him but that, i found that interesting that he passed on the matrix and then decided to take league um to, yeah. to like make up for it 
Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a bummer that he ended on on that note. I mean, I 15 years after it was released, I think I finally got around to seeing it and and having heard that it it was troubled and you know, not a great movie. I had never really had much interest to check it out, but I was missing myself some Sean Connery, so I went back and I watched it and it's not really as bad as as I feel like it was made out to be, but I do think it was competing with a lot of other movies. Uh, at that time, trying to scramble for, you know, big action tentpole things. And it just mm-hmm. got kind of like lost in the, in the shuffle, you yeah. know, but it's uh, going back and rewatching it a couple years ago. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as bad as, as, you know, as it's uh reputation reputation is. But like, that's the reason I would watch that movie is because yeah. he's in it. It's not, like, it's now just, of course. Now. Yeah. Right. Well, now it's just known as the movie that that forced forced him to retire. <laughs> yeah, it's like Welcome that's, to that's, Mooseport that's, with Hatch. That's what it's famous for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh man. Damn. Yeah, but uh, you know, he's just had so. And, and, and well, after that, he does he does again return to the Bond franchise technically by doing the voice for the From Russia with Love. PlayStation 2 video game, which I owned and was a great video game. It was, if you're a Bond fan uh, and you still have a PlayStation 2, track that game down. <laughs> it was uh, very loyal to the movie and uh, just really a lot of fun. Wow. But, uh, so he recorded new lines and, and stuff for that? For that yeah, game? I mean, he did the voice for that character. Wow, yeah. that's wild. All the dialogue is him. That's cool. And they did, you know, just after that, they were bringing back these movies. That's they nice. did a Godfather video game, and it was, uh, they had mm-hmm. I, they had gotten Pacino, they got James Caan, Robert Duvall to come back, and wow, Brando was going was scheduled to do it, and then he passed away. But it would it's crazy that they got everybody mm. for those games. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's just yeah, that's incredible. Had, had such an amazing career for for so long. I think it was you know over a forty year career that he was really um, you know the the main portion of his career. And and go back if you guys haven't uh, haven't seen some of his early stuff. Go back and watch. You know, Marnie is is a great Hitchcock film uh, with Connery and and Tippi Hedren. And he does that the same year he does uh, Doctor No. So um, check out the early Bond movies, which. Uh, you know, so many people have seen, but I think modern audiences haven't seen the Connery stuff. They're aware of it. I'm sure they've seen clips of it, but go back and check that out. It's, and we do, you know, as I mentioned, we, we did just record an episode about Dr. No, so that's coming. Uh, and we get into the whole creation of that franchise and, and uh, where Connery came from and his background. We, we deep dive that, but uh, go back and from Russia with love is great. Goldfinger is like the gold standard for a uh, a Bond movie. Yeah. Um, Thunderball is fun. You Only Live Twice has some great moments that I think Austin Powers, Mike Myers took a lot of stuff out of You Only Live Twice for that, for the first Austin Powers movie. So, yeah. um, you know, check that out. Diamonds Are Forever, Brent, that's like, yeah, that's go a back, special watch movie Diamonds for Are Forever. Yeah. Imagine a young me playing at the feet of my parents. It's, <laughs> nostalgia yeah i'm actually i'm i'm stoked I, I have the box set for all the bond movies and i haven't dusted that off for a while i'm gonna i'm gonna watch some bond today yeah 
You should. That's a that's a good move, and I think a lot of people are going to be doing that right now. And and we're we're going to start uh, we're going to start getting into the Bond movies, even though it's a little outside our scope. We're going to start diving through those, you know, every every so often. So um, it was time. It was time. We can't be doing a movie podcast and not touch James Bond. So uh, I'm I'm all in. I'm I'm, I'm happy we started uh, with Doctor No, and I can't wait to continue through the whole thing. So yeah. I look forward to that episode airing and, and getting on to the next, the next one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you guys you know, have a- done so many podcasts at this point, you've run out of all the movies that you can do from the 70s, 80s and 90s. Yeah. So now you're having to expand your, your, your reach to, to franchises that, that go beyond those, those three decades. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes total sense. I love it. Yeah. We, we got all the movies done from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So <laughs> We just do That's the Bond right. films. There's yeah. not a single one left. Yep, they're all gone. Uh, but yeah, what a, uh, what, a, what, a, what a loss it was uh, losing Sean Connery. But it was you know, not entirely unexpected. He was, he was 90, but um, you know, it's a good time to go back and, and look at his work and look at some of the great, great movies that he did from the 60s 70s 80s 90s you know, the early part of the 2000s it's a it's a huge body of work no it true is. yeah well, yeah i mean spanning decades uh many many decades i mean like you know it's uh we, we were lucky to have him uh in our in 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 film so you know we all like we all have our favorite uh connery movies well you know it doesn't really matter what what one it is um you know, they're all legitimate because he's in them and we enjoy them. So uh, I'm definitely going to, I definitely want to see some new ones though. So I'm going to go back to some of the more iconic things that definitely passed me by. Um, and uh, you know, and then I, I assume we'll eventually cover a few, a few more Connery oh, yeah. movies on the podcast uh, aside from his bond stuff. So it'll be what's fun. um so, all right, David, what's your favorite, just off the top of your head, favorite Connery performance. Uh, Last crusade. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Last crusade. Brent, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I, there's so many great ones. Like, I, I love his character in Untouchables. I love uh, yeah, most of them. That. I mean, a lot of the movies, though, from from uh, from my childhood, but ultimately, Last Crusade, I think, is just such a great, well-done, steady mix of of charm and charisma and wit you know like it's he's so good in that yeah and so i, I yeah. think i have to agree yeah. and i'm gonna agree as well that's uh that's Woo-hoo! my number one last All crusade right. i love that but lo- i love so many i love hunt for red october the rock uh untouchables yeah. and of course james bond and and others in there i'll I'll, t- I'll put highlander in there screw it hey <laughs> go for it man i love highlander. nobody's stopping you nobody's stopping you I'm the only one in my household who who like likes or loves Highlander. Everyone else not Highlander fans, so I could see I, it. <laughs> full transparency, I saw that movie once when I was in high school, and so that's why I'm saying I need to go back and rewatch those because I haven't, I have not really seen them in a very long time. All right, well, twenty 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 one, I think, is the year we look at Highlander. So we'll mark that on <laughs> All the books. Right. But uh, but yeah, so. In. Uh, we're going to wrap it up now. Just a short episode this week. We wanted to just address uh, losing Sir Sean and uh, just look back at his work. And uh, we will be back very soon with a, a new episode of Reconcinimation. Of course, you can check out our, uh, our, our previous episodes at www.reconcinimation.com. 
Uh, we will see you guys next time on Reconsinimation. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it, guys. Bye now.